Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. We're here. It is still, what month is it? September. Doesn't matter. We're not on theme. Doesn't matter. We're <laughs> not on theme this week. Insert record scratch. Go. This is also a vague idea, a comedy trivia podcast hosted by me, Nate Regolia, where each and every week I subject my guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, uh, like that time when Abbott and Costello fucked the mummy, we have a serious crossover for you. We are crossing over these two podcasts. Movie the podcast yeah. and a vague idea. A vague I idea. A vague idea potentially can get three new listeners. <laughs> yeah, we're and, and, and vice versa. To the audience, of one dude. I think, I think you're counting on Gogs to listen to the show. <laughs> hey Tim Pro, subscribe to a vague idea, please. No, I already, I already know Gogs's policy on not listening to shows he's been on so we're not i'm not worrying about that how did you go from pulitzer prize winning question mark journalist woody page to us that's a a tough swing i mean hey how does uh democracy die over the course of six months i don't know that's a fair point happens Uh, it does it does just happen but you know, since since you all are uh, are, are movie folk, we're going to be talking about the movie Jaws, which does fall into September in as much as, uh, like a tree, a really big shark also falls in the ocean and doesn't make a sound. I don't know. I can't do it, anything with it. Sure, sure. Is movie Tim based in there? I'm sure like, someone in Jaws is named Tim. I'm sure there's a Tim somewhere in the cast. I'm doing it right now. It's in here. It's got to be. <laughs> or in the production. But. Uh, nope. Amity, as as we all know, Amity means friendship. That's true, and uh, and that's Does why we're it? doing a crossover episode. No so uh, so welcome back, uh, my guests. Once again, I'm Nate, my guests, but also my pseudo co-hosts. That's uh, right, TJ Samba. That's right, Alec that's Ayers, me. Sean Grulkowski. And, and Gogs, I don't know anything other than Gogs, so I'm that's sorry. It. That's, that's it. I'm like that's Cher. Like, <laughs> you're like Cher. Yeah. Oh, like yes. Madonna. Okay, so we got. Yeah, I I love the fake British accent. So Tim, 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 Agari, A G U I R R E, in Jaws. Uh, It's Aguirre. Fine, Tim Aguirre. (laughs) He's an uncredited infant on the beach. So we're still on theme. Nice. Oh hell yeah! Uncredited infant on the beach. Uncredited, uncredited infant. Yes, <laughs> and I don't know if this is that's, come what, up that's what the Republicans are fighting for the uncredited. Why <laughs> yeah. is well, an anchor baby for Jaws? <laughs> oh shit! So I, I don't know if you if y'all have talked about this before, but but all of September could just be movies that TJ picks because I'm pretty sure your first name is Timothy. So it that is, would allow but, you yeah. to you effectively qualify every single. I think though I've demonstrated on the show countless times that my picks are are roundly the worst picks on the show. They like I I can't pick a movie that I even can't I can't go outside of stuff that I like because it seemed I never pick anything that anybody else likes. 
and then it's just an episode of a movie that I enjoy, and everybody else is like, nah. And well, Sean likes. I think that what's interesting <laughs> is that your picks often create the most conversation. Well, I am a genius. So I mean, I have. I mean, clearly, I have the best taste. I mean, that's the. Th- I still. I still to this Fuck's day. Sake. I still can't get over the fact that Alec hated Turbo Kid so much. Like it keeps me up at night. Like it really and does. Bronson. Now Bronson. I think I, the Turbo Kid one I understand less. Yeah, I don't. I get Bronson. I do. I. I, I can. I. I can accept that one. That one doesn't keep you. The Turbo Kid one seemed so up his alley. I. If I, I, I would have put down money that Alec would have liked that movie. I'm, shock, I'm still shocked. Still, so Kung Fury first. I mean, battle to the yeah, core. It's, it's no Kung Fury. Oh, mm. that movie's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Jaws, which is a movie that is not bad this week. No, it's very good, um, and we so all just, like it. Somehow. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna I wanna just open up with let's just talk Ooh. about this movie. Um, what I want to just say to, to off the bat, I watched, I, wa- I rewatched it this last week. I was stunned at how beautiful everything that happens on the Orca is and how much this movie is a quintessential male bonding movie. It is the, it is the essence of what men actually like loving and respecting each other is um, in a really real vulnerable way. And I don't think it gets a whole lot of credit because everybody kind of focuses on the shark component of it. Uh, but, but watching these characters bond on on that boat under those circumstances uh, was really powerful. And I think it's, well, it's, it's, really it's kind of a movie about masculinity by era, right? Cause Quint's like the old school, hard, hard uh, quote unquote man. And then Hooper's kind of the new sensitive man and Brody's somewhere in between like the yeah. bridge between those two things. Yeah. College boy, been counting money all your life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brody was the sensitive guy. And that was in the seventies guys now wouldn't even be able to like get on that boat. Yeah, but what's yeah. wild is like, like, uh, between the three of them, Quint and ultimately the two extremes had the most in common. Like Quint yeah. and uh, and and Brody, like, or Quint and Hooper, uh, they 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 could tie knots. They knew about sailing. They knew about the water. They knew about sharks. They've got Even scars were, to show each other. Right, right. And then mm-hmm. Brody's sort of the real the real outsider looking in. Yeah, and I mean it, it's one of those things where we talk about it a lot on the show when a movie just doesn't establish its characters and a movie we're we're constantly like in bad movies we're like why the fuck do i give a shit about what's going on like you can have as many crazy set pieces as you want but if i don't give a shit about the characters it doesn't matter and i think that i think jaws is an example of a movie that overcame its shortcomings in a lot of different ways like famously horrible production they didn't know how it was they were going to finish it the shark didn't work so right, they, they showed do- they didn't show the shark so much because they couldn't make the shark look right, and that made the movie brilliant. Right, exactly. Well, that's like one of the issues, one of the, the ways they did it, and then another would be just the writing is really good. I mean, even like minor characters, like the mayor, is like you understand that character. You know what I even mean? Like the, he, even the mayor's assistant, like the kids are out karateing the mailboxes, is such <laughs> a great line. Yeah, oh, Wait, yeah. I think. I think this is just another movie that proves the point. If you just put characters around the table and have them have a conversation, that's the best way to establish, you know, rapport and a character. Like Alien, 
Well, like, we've seen it. We've seen it alien. go terribly wrong. Well, we've seen King it terribly Ar- wrong. But King like Arthur. Yeah, well, that's a rounder <laughs> table, though. Oh, like, the, the, the <laughs> mummy, Reservoir the, Dogs. The, the Tom Cruise mummy movie had a scene that tried really hard to do it. We've seen it fail many times. Well, the, the thing that the, I think the reason why Alien and more so this movie works better in that scene is that all the characters are deeply flawed and they don't try to really smooth any of that over. No. Where like the mummy or whatever Tom Cruise is like utterly perfect. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, no, Sean, that's that's perfect because that's the thing, right? Is is Brody's cowardice is is so evident throughout that entire section of the film. Like it's I mean it it happens almost right away that we're like, okay, he's he's afraid. He doesn't he's out he's a fish out of water. But it's not I wouldn't uh-huh. say it's cowardice. I would say well, it's it's a man who's scared. I mean, bravery is facing what you're scared no, of. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, and that's he does that. Yeah. He does rise well, to the occasion. I, I mean, think that's how we like, understand he, it yeah. now. Like, I think back then, maybe it was portrayed as cowardice. Like, I in think we, book he, we've... In the book, he bangs Brody's wife. No, that's Hooper. Well, that's Hooper. Yeah, Hooper's, Hooper. yeah, sorry, Hooper. Brody, in the movie, assuredly has banged Brody's wife. <laughs> yeah, <I would laughs> At have. least twice. <laughs> yeah. twice. <laughs> but yeah, like, like Brody... At least Brody's fear is really palpable, right? And And Hooper's sort of... Hooper's sort of weird, uh, uh, you know, uh, college boy elitism is on his sleeve. And, and, uh, and Quint's like, I've been through everything, fuck off, is on his sleeve. And it's beautiful because it's so, like, it's so simple. I mean, it really, uh, on rewatching this, I didn't, I sort of realized how much this is like Indiana Jones and like Empire, where it's like, hey, look, these are all trope characters. They are filling archetypes perfectly. And they fit together in this situation, and we walk away going, "Holy shit!" Like I've, I, I was never sadder to see Quint die than this time that I watched it. Because you're probably closer to his age than you well, were. I, and I think that's a lot of it, Sean. I think that's a lot of it because there's the moment when when Robert Shaw is he's standing on the the very uh, end of the boat, right? Because he's had the harpoon gun, he's been shooting barrels into the shark, and he stands there in the sun setting, and he just has the he has it crossing the the bars, mm-hmm. and he's just arms crossed smirking and i oh, that's a beautiful like, shot though because the camera has that fade. Like, he's yeah. like yeah. but he is he is perfectly still in mm-hmm. the camera essentially but the background is moving it's everything's rising with the with the beautiful. rise of the ship it's an and awesome shot yeah it's, it's so crazy beautiful that, that same guy directed ready player one that's a great yeah. look in <laughs> yeah no shit like and and, and it's two, insane it's two insane two that robert shaw is, is 49 years old are you serious? That's all. He's only yeah, forty nine. Because he, he died. He he died. He dies right like after fifty two. Yeah, yeah, he, he dies young. almost immediately after this movie's released. And I didn't realize he was that young. I had always sort of seen him as older when I had watched I thought this he previously. Was, I thought he was much older. I didn't realize he was that and yeah, young. And now I was like, holy shit. Like, how close am I to death? Fuck. I mean, like, that makes sense, though. Guy. I mean, like, if he was in his 20s during World War II and this movie takes place in the 70s, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess yeah. I just don't think about it. Like, it's like when you're a kid and you think college football players are adults and, like, that age, that dilation as you get older, like, oh, they're kids. And now you're older than, like, some of the coaches. I think, like, one of the weird moments of my life was that when I started realizing that I was older than football players, I don't know why yeah. that really fucked no, me. No, it fucks yeah. you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, wait, I'm like older than all these guys. It's very strange. There, and there's few people in the league that are older than me now. It's weird. Well, it's like Cowboy Cerrone was fighting <laughs> last night. It's like, this guy's so old. He's a fucking mummy. And I'm like three years older. Than <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but what else about this movie? I mean, I, I okay. The, the, 
you know, there's something that's that's almost weirdly sitcommy about the ending on rewatch, which is just mean? them paddling oh, in. Little, and they're like their little punchy little little quippy lines. Like, what day yeah. is it? I think it's too. Oh, the tide's with us. Yeah, it's kind of it's very uh, Three's Company kind of like. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's no other possible sea life that could be concerning. And, we, and, and how many miles away from shore are they at this point? They've been going away from shore yeah. for a while. I don't know. I, I found and that. I, and granted, I've been a landlocked person, so I might not have a concept of how far out in the ocean you can get before well, you're like, I don't know fucked, why you're tired. not concerned with Jaws's telepathic wife, because <laughs> that ends up biting them in the ass later on. Yeah, yeah. Well, Actually, before that, I, they didn't they didn't know telepathic sharks were a real thing. Shout no, out to I, I, too. I think there's telepathy in the book, if I recall correctly. There's some kind of ESP in that well, book. Peter Benchley's not a good author. Oh, he's a that hat. book. That book is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I don't well, know if it's terrible. Most books are terrible. Well, that is true. I, I hate blanket any, statement. Anyone that reads is just a moron. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why anybody would write. Um, yeah, I totally it's, agree. It's yeah. commonly, I mean, because yeah, the, there's a there was a story about Robert Shaw, and he said that he read the book and he was going to turn the movie down, but then oh, his, his uh, but then he got a lot of his, money. His wife, I think, r- said, "No, you got to do this," and he said, "Well, she was right about from Russia with love, so I guess I'll do another <laughs> one of these book That's, movies." Well, yeah. I don't know if this is going to come up later, but apparently Robert Shaw was like impossible to deal with for most of the shoot that he was like so hammered. That's great. So he, was really yeah, the, uh, he was really nailing down those uh, Narragansians. Yeah, I guess there. I don't care. I don't care. Remember who it was. If John Milius had to come yell at him <laughs> to do that speech from the, you know, the big monologue, the oh, Indianapolis speech, because he was like so hammered, he wouldn't get through it. And finally they just like cajoled him into doing it. Right. Didn't Milius like write that speech more or less? Yeah, he wrote that scene. Yeah, yeah. And it's such such an amazing speech. I mean, it's like one of the best scenes in movies. Period. Like, well, it it, ha- it has the, the best like ending line. The anyway, we delivered the bomb. That little smile. Yeah. Just yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and okay, like, so I went through all this human carnage, and it, that's like kind of the point of the story. And then you get, oh yeah, they also delivered the biggest. And the we murdered millions of civilians, so don't worry, yeah. it worked guy, out. You see this guy, this fucking hard ass, like, like as he's telling the story, you can see he's almost like on the brink of tears, and it's just really, you know, the 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 part I love about that scene. Well, it's the front end of that scene. It's when Hooper's like yucking it up, like about the mother tattoo joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Quint doesn't go off on him. He just kind of just puts his hand over onto him. Yeah, and just kind of just, you know, like this is too. This isn't even worth me getting into your ass about. But like, no, well, it's like yeah. that's the USS Indianapolis. Like that scene, like that, and then the and then you know credit to fucking uh, well, I can't think of his goddamn name. Um, Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, the way his face. I was in Richard Dreyfus. I was in Jaws. I Evaporators. My first job was probably for wearing binary load lifters. Um, you the were way on his Indianapolis, face, yeah, yeah. The way his face just drops, like from being like fucking just revelrous to like just all of a sudden like sullen, like he knows what the fuck that story yeah. is. Well, it's and also that, a scene. And Brody's like, "What's the Indianapolis?" Yeah, yeah Brody, 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 Brody just Brody's just, just weird this city guy with I mean, no context. Why would Brody know that? I feel like the, of that age, you probably know everything about World War II. I, I don't know. Like, Do we know everything about the wars we're in? Right, yeah. I, I mean, well, I don't I know. about 9-11. Well, I like feel the- like World War II is a lot different than like the wars we're in now. 
One more great thing about that scene, before I forget, and I don't want to like hold this up too much, is that it gives a character something you don't get in movies normally, and it gives them a secondary motivation. Yeah. So like he's already got the motivation of being just like this like old hard ass sea captain, but then it's like, oh, there's a reason why he's really like committed to death to get the shark. That's why he's Ahab, right? Like yeah. he's got Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it and it's what makes his death poetic because otherwise his death is empty and just yeah. Yeah, he, for he horror purposes. Final... But I, he I joins all of his just... fellow sailors. So you just said it. He gets final destination. Yeah, <laughs> but they did yeah. another. But like to that end, there's another. There's another just great quiet scene where he just looks, where he realizes what the fuck. He knows what's gonna happen. He looks at the life jackets, and he's like, nope. And then I think he on his army or his his military jacket because he wasn't wearing that up until that point. Yeah, he puts his jacket on. So it's kind of like yeah. he's, he's, he knows he's getting buried, you know, with honors or whatever. Like he oh, knows yeah. this is where this is gonna go. I feel like if they ever remake the movie, that's the that's one of the things they'll write out that like Quint won't die. I have like I have the weirdest gut feeling that well, like that is... he'll he'll do like in a uh, Sharknado <laughs> and he'll come he'll cut himself out <laughs> no. of the yeah. shark's stomach yeah. or, they, or he'll be like or he'll be like, uh, like uh, Mario Van Peebles in uh, what is it Jaws Four where he like in the alternate yeah. of that where he gets eaten but then in the alternate ending he's like shows up on the beach ain't no shark gonna keep me down it's like yeah. you got eaten like how are you still alive or Ron and Perlman Mo- from Pacific Rim oh right. yeah and Melissa McCarthy will play Quint Kristen Kristen Wiig oh. will be Brody and oh, uh, I don't know oh, Lady Jaws oh that'd be awful. directed by Paul Feig. Oh God! Every that the the fucking scene we just talked about will be forty five minutes long, and they'll be like, "What's up with Chinese food nowadays? It's not like it used to be." <laughs> I'd say it was better than it when it had MSG in it. I like MSG. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and and okay. So and here's another thing. Like rewatching this, the all of the gore effects really hold up and look good. Oh, look look really they look, good. They look way better than any computer-generated shark or computer-generated, you know, dismembered limb or any of that shit. Well, you haven't, you haven't seen Shark Exorcist, though, so I would <laughs> like you to put a pin in all your shark criticism. Yeah, don't say things that. you can't take back. God, that fucking movie. <laughs> uh, any, any other thoughts about Jaws before we move on? Because I've got other questions, but, I mean, I, I wanted to give us all room to talk about what we, what we love about it. I mean, Alec, I just, what, what did you think of Jaws? Oh, I love I love Jaws. Jaws is Alec because Alec's the quietest one. So, Jaws is uh, tremendous. Um, it's the movie that kept me from swimming in the ocean for like twenty years of my life. <laughs> yeah, my aunt, like my aunt, when me and my sister were really young, like showed us that movie, and we lived in Massachusetts, like right, uh, not on the same coast of where the island supposedly was, but right there. And she's like, oh, yeah, that happened, like, right around here. Oh, no shit. So we didn't go swimming in the ocean for a long, long time. That's why I still want poop in the toilet. Because <laughs> you saw uh, Ghoulies? No, because of Jaws. Oh, okay. Ghoulies is why I refused to go back to school. God loves Ghoulies. <laughs> That's a great uh, <clears throat> doesn't love Ghoulies. Ghoulies is the shit. Well, TJ, you and I saw this at the Senator uh, like and seeing yes. it yes, at, in that humongous screen in the old amazing. theater, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I've seen it. I've I've gotten to see it in the, on the big screen a couple of times. I saw it at the Senator once. I mean, it's a great experience. Um, you know, in the theater, it, it, it's definitely like a throwback 
you know, kind of feel. Like, it's, it's, it's such a, you know, it's the movie that, it's like it and Star Wars kind of jump-started, like, what summer movies are in yeah. a lot of ways. And Jaws also is, like, a, like a, a very prototypical, like, it came out, what did it come out? Did it come out before? 75? It came out. It came out before Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but it's a it's like a prototypical horror movie too, which I don't think like I don't I, I feel like it doesn't get enough credit for being such a great horror movie and such a great like gateway drug into other horror movies. Oh because no, it, it, it does yeah. it does such a great it's it's such a I don't know it's it's one of those things. It's like you know Nate, I I did the, the two Simpsons episodes with you before, and I talked when you asked me about how I felt about the Simpsons. It's like a, a fundamental. Uh, facet of my my fandom of 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 everything the simpsons and jaws is the same way with like film like it's just it's it's like you know there's there's only a couple of movies that are as important to me as jaws it's like you got jaws you got empire strikes back you got rocky you know what i mean and like you know obviously like the art house stuff that i love too but i mean like when you talk about like movies that i watched as a kid it was like oh i fucking love movies like those you know what as many times as we talked about this movie, I think the one thing we never mentioned is that it has the most identifiable piece of music in the history of movies, and it's two notes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Burr, burr. Like everybody knows that. Like whether yeah, oh, they see yeah. the movie or not, just through like cultural osmosis, you know those two strings. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's been referenced over and over and over again. I, I mean, mean, it's, it's, it's another it's, John Williams banger. Like you know, it's 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 I I from an icon standpoint, right? The 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 poster is just ubiquitous with culture, right? Oh, like yeah. everybody knows great, that's great been parodied, poster. you know, left, right, and center. It's it's a straight line, like A to B story that's somehow two hours and ten minutes long, but does not feel it two flies. hours and ten minutes long. It flies by. That it's, 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 it's everything we like. It's like, small, right? Yes. Like yeah. It, and it's and it two, made it's a, two separate movies so effectively. Like these are two like the the time on the Orca and the time in Amity are separable from each other. Mm-hmm. And they have completely yeah. different tones, um, but, they're, but they're perfect. Like full like metal jacket. Per- yeah, they're kind perfectly yeah. self-contained little sections of this, of this idea. And they, they to, to use the Simpsons parlance, they embiggen each other. <laughs> yeah, they're very, they're, it's a very cromulent film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just, can't, I, I can't believe watching like later Spielberg movies. This is the same guy that was like, "Let's do that reverse push-in shot." You know what I mean? Like the yeah. cinematography in this movie is so good. Like the when's the last time do you, do you reckon Steven Spielberg actually sat down and watched that movie? Jaws? Yeah, oh, I don't know. He probably I, hasn't. I mean, he's he's the guy that went back and and took out all the guns in ET. So it's, it's like his, it's his credibility because... is like suspect to me at this point. Like I I respect the guy. The guy's made a lot of amazing movies. But like his 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 opinion now is kind of sus. We do, we talk about how beautiful the movie is, and a lot of it has to do with just being shot on film. Because I mean, we'll go back and watch Maniac Cop two, and it looks great because yeah. it's on film. Yep. But like he seems to be like not at all interested in using film and he's one of the guys if he wanted to burn up a nine million feet of stock they would let him do it because he's fucking steven spielberg yeah, i mean if, if but christopher nolan always, gets that that yeah. cachet of course steven spielberg is gonna get but that, i guess he's that always been kind of like that like on the cutting edge guy and it's just like the cutting edge sucks now yeah yeah that movie yeah uh, no, i really awesome. really can't stand uh i was no pick db sweeney yeah <laughs> oh you shut your hole I think I think it's a perfect story. It's about a hockey player 
who's never obviously a hella hockey stick and a figure skater, and they fall in love. It's on ice. It's like poetry. What the fuck are y'all talking about? The cutting movie, edge. The cutting edge. I've never <laughs> seen Moira, Moira Kelly and DB Sweeney. Yeah. Co pick. Yeah. Does anybody pick him the whole time? Is DB, does, remember there was a show where DB Sweeney had like it was on Fox, and he had like like impec he had like impeccable luck. Yeah, and I, was, they based I think the whole. It was just, it was like Detective Lucky or something. Yeah, it was fucking stupid. Like he, like he, I remember the show opened and he went and like he got like scratch off tickets, but he picked the ones and then he always won. And then yeah, he became yeah. like a detective. It was fucking stupid. He was like long shot. Yeah, yeah. Except without <laughs> the verse. So or the hollow bones. Oh shit. I think the big the big thing with this film, right, is that it it Spielberg always complains about how hard it was to shoot everything on the water with this. Sure. And. And I think that's why the movie's good. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna throw that out as a concept, right? Because like the first like A New Hope isn't a I was perfect, just, isn't I was a perfect. Just about movie. to say that, yeah. But it, it's another one where you know uh, George Lucas always complains like, ah, oh, it was so fucking hard to shoot in Tunisia, and it's like it's really it's really hard to shoot in really hard to shoot in space. space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But then you uh, fast forward to the prequels and George Lucas is sitting at a, sitting in a chair looking at seven monitors drinking a coffee and it's like Well oh. like I'd love to see George Lucas's cut of Star Wars because his ex-wife apparently saved that movie and yeah, that, that is the true. story, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I think I don't know. I guess I it feels like this is the sort of thing that well if you will suffer to make this to make a movie then it's probably going to be better than a movie that you don't suffer for but just do because why not? I'm already the king of Movie Mountain. Well, yeah, and I mean Spiel Spielberg at the time was still trying to make his name, so he's a he lot. He wasn't the king of Movie Mountain, right? He's a Joe lot King. hungrier yeah, to make he's a, like, a great movie back then, and it's like yeah, I feel like that always. You know, there's a there's a, a reference I use a lot. Uh, it, it's uh, the White Stripes song "Little Room." You're familiar with that song? Yeah, and it, it's a very simple song. It's when you're in a little room and you're thinking about something good, but if it's really good, you're gonna need a bigger room. But when you're in the bigger room, you might not know what to do. You might have to think about how you got started playing in the little room. And that's like, it's, it's true. It's like, if you get too much success, you kind of lose that spot where you were inspired by. And I think that happens to like a lot of artists in, in different areas. Well, I mean, it's also kind of a... Go ahead, Sean. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's also kind of amazing they didn't fucking pull the plug on that movie because it was, like, over budget, over schedule. Like, it was, like, everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Yeah, but the, guess, uh, Martha, the, the Martha's was Vineyard was, Martha's Vineyard, like, wanted them out. They were, like, sick of them. But, Has anyone like, ever been to Martha's Vineyard here? Nope. We don't have that kind of no. cheddar. Um, but, like, looking at his, like, filmography, I mean, except for The Duel, which was a TV movie, this is his first, this is his first movie in theaters. Like is this that, is is that right? This is yes theatrical. Yeah. This is this, this is yeah. like the, everything before this was an episode of Columbo, a bunch of shorts. Like Duel this was, was really it. good, by the way. After yeah, this, I it's after this, it's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, another banger. Um, it, like I don't care for it that much, but it was a huge hit. Yeah, I, I like that movie, but like uh, Cl Close Encounters of the Third Kind was two years later. Raiders of the Lost Ark was six years later. Certified banger. E.T. was a year after that. Like, but Jaws right. was the first one. Du the Duel, Duel was 1971. This is 1975. Before that, it's nothing but TV movies. One episode of this, two episodes of that. So he's <laughs> Jaws. Jaws is almost 50 years old. Jaws. Yeah, I just yeah, looked at the incredible. financials. Jaws made its money back 67 times over. A yeah, seven that's... million dollar budget, and it made 467 million dollars. 
it's in nineteen seventy five dollars, or is that? Yeah. I mean, that's what they're saying. I mean, I don't know. No, I think that's in. That's is that a, current? I've heard that. No, that's that's not in. That's not with inflation. Like it's a it's a it is a unmitigated hit. Like it's and oh, yeah. with good reason. And again, I well, mean, it, it is, started it started so much. I mean, it it really did usher in like a whole new way of how people take in movies. Like it sounds it sounds like like we've talked about it on the show briefly, right? Like we were talking about how fucking 2001 was the top grossing movie of that year fucking 2001 so it shows you that like you know the main like the mainstream like crowds did not go to movies the way that that we eventually you know we we weren't in avengers territory where we're making we were almost like billions and billions of dollars so it took jaws and star wars and shit like that to to bring that into the fold yeah. You know, that, that is a perfect segue into the first topic for the show. And, and I'm just, I'm, you know what, because there's so many of us, I'm just going to throw it open. We're just going to talk. Right. I'm going to assign points. Like Gogs is these, are, these are strip rules, right? Like, as we get things wrong, we have to take oh, off yeah. clothes. Is that how yeah. this works? Oh, yeah. That's you why, that's start, why you gotta, only you TJ start, Allen yeah. and I are showing video right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean's, real already, quick. Sean's already nude. Yeah. Yeah. Sign uh, up for vague ideas only fans, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Adjusted for inflation, Jaws made two point five billion dollars. Oh, Holy shit! Yeah, God and, damn, and, and rightfully so. And rightfully um, so. That's amazing. Could you imagine because, making almost half a billion in nineteen seventy-five? It's well. There's a reason why he went on to become such a successful director. I hope he got points on the back end. I bet he did. not Probably didn't exist back then. No, he probably just happy to make a movie. Well, didn't I mean, George Lucas but, create most of the points on the back end thing with his yes. uh, negotiation? Well, him and, and and him and Lucas are bodies. Also, the thing the thing I always find funny about Spielberg is that he went to UCLA with film Coppola school, and all them with Coppola, David Lynch, or well, yeah, my, I think yes. you it was. It, is USC, I think. USC, yeah, I'm sorry. It was Scorsese, Coppola, Lynch, and Millions and Lucas. Yeah. All those guys were like t- t- at school together at the same time. It's fucking wild. It's like coaching and, trees, basically. Well, and adjusted for want inflation, to... Eraserhead made one point seven billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want a funny if you ever want to watch a funny video, there's a look up David Lynch uh meets george lucas like he got asked to do return of the jedi and david lynch's story about how he had to go to skywalker ranch is hilarious because he's like and then george started talking about all these creatures and i got this headache that wouldn't go away and i was (laughs) like i have to leave (laughs) and then my agent called me and screamed at me and was like wanted to fire me because he's like do you know how much money you just turned down (laughs) also i i would love to see david lynch's return of the jedi but well, you just watch Dune because that's basically yeah. what happened. He <laughs> left. He left Return of the Jedi to make Dune, and that didn't work. But he didn't out even for him really either. make Dune, though, right? Like well, that's not yeah. really his movie. The the cut that he yeah. he had is it's the Alan Smithy movie, right? Like he the cut that came out, he didn't get final final approval on. So yeah, we'll never know what David Lynch's real cut of that movie is. Hopefully, Denny Villanueva has asked him to weigh in on some of the artistic choices for the new Dune. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so I will so say this: he's seems knife, like a pretty affable guy. So the I knife fighting, like the knife fighting in the new Dune is way too quick. I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna put my. I'm gonna put my. You only know that from the fucking trailer. You haven't even seen the movie. You know, but I've like, read the you, books. I'm just saying, like that's not what's supposed to happen. You saying. want you want the uh, the Tommy Lee Jones uh, uh, 
knife fighting when he was fighting. No, I don't want it. I <laughs> yeah, that's how the technology Oh, no, and not even the hunted in the Whoa. fucking uh, – in, in, in Under Siege. That's a – man, see, now you can tell Nate is a true fan. He's, like, going deep with the fucking movie references. So Nate is a fan of the I movie do. podcast. I, I do listen. subscribe I really to do a listen. vague idea. <laughs> I do listen to the show. Um, so, yeah, the, my, my segue is, is this. I just want to talk about blockbusters. So that's, that's our first topic. Do we have a vague idea about them? Uh, just everybody chime in however you like. But, you know, the, the, it's pertinent to, to Jaws. Okay. I mean, Jaws is the first one. Just that's Any right. blockbuster? Also, video is the second. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws, then Jaws blockbuster, and blockbuster video. Blockbuster video, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, then the, and then the Spider-Man villain? Oh God, dude! There was a Spider-Man mm. villain named Blockbuster. Oh, I or no, that was like that. a Batman villain, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was thinking there was a Red Man song, but that's the Rock Wilder. I feel like <laughs> I believe it's called Duh the Rock, Rock Wilder. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think of how, how many blockbusters Steven Spielberg has fucking made. Like, if you think about his entire career, like it's kind of littered with only like what he had one flop. It was 1942, right? That was the one Ooh, that 1941. The movie right after mm-hmm. Jaws. And he now he makes up. movies for your unmarried uncle. <laughs> yeah, and Alec. <laughs> I mean, even even fucking Ready Player One was like a huge hit, wasn't it? Even though it was yeah, yeah utter garbage. It was such a huge hit, you weren't even allowed to watch movies adjacent to it without also watching Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. I forget, well, oh, you know, I was seeing A Quiet Place. <laughs> I could hear, I could hear the goddamn that that stupid race scene. It was like, oh my god, it's King Kong. I'm like trying yeah. to watch this fucking movie. Doesn't help when you're watching a movie that has no dialogue. Yeah, it was uh, it next, was ridiculously next loud. To that, uh, other blockbusters. God, I mean, there's been so many, dude. Like, uh, I mean, what, what truly constitutes a blockbuster? Well, that, there, and that's, no I level? think that's the greater question, Gogs, is what constitutes a blockbuster. So let's talk about the definition. Well, well, I think the Phantom Menace would have to be the ultimate blockbuster because all the fat dudes standing outside of theaters waiting for tickets probably hey, literally broke I blood. Of, I was one of those fat dudes. Oh, did you Phantom wait Menace? in line? Absolutely. Oh, I waited in line. I yeah. dressed oh, up. Brutal. I was painted up like Darth Maul. I mean, I was what? Like, I, what, what, what fucking else Senior was I doing? I was, I was like 19 Junior. or 18. Yeah, I was, or... I was 18 when it came out. I got yeah. free tickets from work. I got lucky. I didn't have to wait. I, dude, I'll I did not. I did not sleep overnight, but I definitely stood in line like the week. After oh, I didn't. I didn't out. sleep overnight, but I. I sat. I sat outside of it was uh, the theater in Owings Mills. I remember, and I remember the night of. <laughs> this is this is funny. I remember the night of they. You know there was still a big line, even with everybody that had tickets. And they had the, the radio station, uh, I think it was Mix 106.5, whatever, like the big, like, hip, the, the, like, the, the current music station or whatever. 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So they were giving out, they were asking people in line Star Wars trivia, and I got the question right. And it was like, the answer was, I can't remember the phrase, the, the way they phrased the question, but the answer was Uncle Owen and Amperu, which is mm-hmm. easy. I, you know who did Luke live who with? Who got or disintegrated? And like the the prize, and I assumed naively, I guess. Again, I was very young at the time. I assumed that my prize would be Star Wars related because nope, Ace of Base. No, it was the it plate was of better. popper shrimp. He, he, that would have been perfect. <laughs> you got a, a, a live African elephant at TJ McTwiggy's Esquire. <laughs> Keep mega mixing and power jamming. No, uh, no, it was it was uh, the Will Smith CD, Willennium. Oh, God. Oh, the one the, 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 the will. 
you which got I, a great prize. Which Why are you complaining I about that? Snapped in half because I was very angry. I was very angry. Oh, oh, you wanted to get jiggy with it. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. also the same. That, you were going to Miami. Yeah, and Sean's right. That album originally was going to be called Triumph of the Will and almost went to print until somebody realized, oh, shit, we can't fucking call this that. Because they they did a contest to name the CD, and oh, that won. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, nobody, and nobody vets anything. Nobody Thanks. realized, oh, that's Whatever a- <laughs> was before 4chan. Yeah, I'm waiting... Really- yeah. I'm so waiting for the, 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 uh, the 2045 stuff. album, Last Will and Testament, to come out. That's what <laughs> yeah, there you go. Last Will and Jazzy Jeff. Well, is Testament still a band? Because that would be a great, <laughs> Ooh, Testament is great crossover. <laughs> there you go. Will Smith and Testament. <laughs> well, Will Smith will never die, right? Because he's like a 30th level Thetan or whatever now. Yeah. Yeah, because about- he's he's even transcended being cucked by his wife, so he doesn't care. Yeah. Oh man, fucking August Alcinia or can whatever. We, can we start a podcast about that weird podcast or whatever they did, where they were just like <laughs> they they just admitted they were cheating on each other, and they all looked really passive aggressively angry the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I know that's like, like old start, news. Can we start a podcast where we just review Jada Pinkett Smith's metal band? Uh, <laughs> I saw them live. Oh no! Oh, they were at Ozfest. I couldn't help it. They were there. I was stuck. <laughs> like, what I mean, do? you could have left. I did. You I went to the bathroom. Suicide. <laughs> and you. What are they I, called? Oh uh, God! What were they called? Thirty uh, seconds to Mars. No, I would. <laughs> it takes so much longer to get there. Hey, I, I would believe Jared Leto's been in costume as uh, 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 Jada Pinkett Smith this whole time. Her. The band is called Wicked Wisdom. Wicked Wisdom. That was <laughs> they were so how here. many Ys are in that name? Let me let me at least let me three. put something out there. Mm-hmm. They were worse than Tommy Lee's new metal metal band, Methods of Mayhem, and they oh, played leave back, Mom alone. They played back to back. Were they the better 90s, or worse than Skindred? I didn't see Skindred. <laughs> the answer is worse because Skindred's <laughs> I know Gogs love. You know, find, find you someone that loves you as much as Gogs loves Skindred. As much as he loves that one song by Skindred. <laughs> yeah, you want to you wanna make Gogs' day, play that No One Gets Out Alive song by Skindred. It'll, it'll perk his day right the fuck up. Yeah, dude, I'll start flipping chairs over. So hold on, let's get back on. We we got yeah. way off. So, Blockbusters. So, yeah, great, great, great job on Blockbusters, guys. So you, I, I was yeah. I was getting at the main point that that Alec and Sean hit on. Uh, Jaws was the first blockbuster. Absolutely. Uh, in that uh, the term comes from the idea that the line is so long that it goes all the way around and busts the block. You you no longer no are capable like, of lining up near your local cinema. And be careful um, so, yeah. that you're not on drawbridges like in the Itchy and Scratchy episode, the Itchy and Scratchy <laughs> movie episode of The Simpsons where the guy dies. He's like, I regret nothing. Also, <laughs> shout out shout out to movie theaters when those existed for allowing us to pre-purchase tickets and get assigned seats so I don't have to wait in lines no more. Oh, I know. Good times. Thank God. Yeah, we're getting back there. I, I recently saw that you can rent an Alamo Drafthouse uh, theater for $150 or something. and just Will Devin Ferrati figure your butthole whether you the like whole, it or not? If you, you can rent, rent the whole things. theater for 150 bucks. That's, That's the email I got. They were like, yeah, you want to come see a movie? Bring five friends and just rent it for 150 bucks. Can we yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that for uh, Alamo, but Cinemark is doing that around here. That's okay. a, bro, I might live at Alamo there's, Draft House. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's different. There's like different yeah, like, prices uh, depending on what movie you want to watch. Like if you're watching like older movies, like Jurassic Park's like a hundred. What about like oh, okay. What about hardcore like, pornography? Yeah, what about like a 150? film? 
Yeah, what about hardcore pornography? <laughs> <laughs> what if I Me and watch... six of my friends want to watch. Dude, I can I run out Ass Grabber 7. Can I run out Cinemark and watch fucking Salo? <laughs> <laughs> Can't run out Cinemark and just play fucking. Uh, oh, do you think we can Breath get Breath of the Wild? No, can we get the D box and watch a Serbian film? Oh God, yeah, yeah, that'd be <laughs> great. That's that's a steal though, man. One hundred fifty bucks, five people—that's nothing. Yeah, I no, I thought that was a great deal. Return. I mean, and they, and they didn't actually specify the number of people, so you, I mean, I I assume you can't bring more than like fifteen or twenty because they're gonna be like, well, I mean, what's the social distance a- point? That's but who knows party. if they're doing it now? They sent that I mean, email five, out like a week before five the Five really isn't that outrageous. I Boys, mean, if, if we can get Cinemark to get let us watch Dune privately for $150, oh, I'm well, in. But that's that's the kind of shit I'm talking about is that there are movies I want to see, but I don't want to be like in Gen Pop to see the movie. So, yeah, yeah. Like when know. I saw Tenet a couple uh, weeks ago. Yeah, which yeah, I can't wait to hear about hear more about that. I'm sure you guys will talk about it in another episode. Um, so yeah, great, great job on blockbusters. Uh, two points for Alec and Sean and one point each for Gogs and TJ. Hmm. And, uh, let's play our first game. Gotten a skindred bump. Sims kind of right. You're getting that, you're getting that by the skindred of your teeth. Uh, let's play our first game. We're going to play fuck, Mary kill. Oh, all right. So, uh, so each of you will get a chance at this to just say, uh, who, who you think you're going to fuck, who you will marry and who you're going to kill. We're playing Bruce the shark edition so uh each of the people uh, up for grabs are bruce's so tj let's start with you Ooh. uh your options are bruce springsteen bruce Ooh. willis and bruce banner well you have to you have to marry bruce banner because you want to keep him calm right that's like, how you, you keep wanna... somebody calm yeah <laughs> well, you don't want to kill them <laughs> You don't want to kill him because then the hawk's going to come out and kill you. And you don't want to fuck him because then he's going to get too excited. And, uh, yeah, so there's that. And then, okay. uh, so, yeah, you marry Bruce Banner. Uh, you kill Bruce Springsteen because I fucking hate Bruce Springsteen. And uh, you marry – or you uh, – what's, what's the one I got left? <laughs> you fuck. You, got, you, got, you, 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 you fuck, fuck Bruce Willis. I mean, that's yeah. clear. And the great thing about Bruce Willis fucking is, like, you know, he's going to be like, he's not, he doesn't want to be there. So he's going to be a million dollars for, for five minutes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You got to fly to Bulgaria. Fucking Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is probably like, you're fucking him and trying to do a real good job. And he's like on his phone, like get into my butt. We'll have a couple of laughs. He's probably looking up fucking Instagram and shit. He's like not really there. It's like, come on, man. I get you get like I need you to be present here for me, but no. Come on, TJ. He and he he probably would insist that you play one of his three greatest hits albums while you fuck. Yeah, or he's got you gotta whisper in his ear how good Planet Hollywood was. Yeah. He's like, call me <laughs> Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> like, Very good. I, I will never forget. I went to a I went to this show in New York years and years and years ago to see uh, Mogwai, and the very next night, Bruce Willis's band was playing, <laughs> and I was like, "We should just stay." <laughs> That's hilarious, Alec. What? Who are you gonna fuck? Who are you gonna marry? Who are you gonna kill? I mean, you have to kill Bruce Springsteen. Like, I th- I, I, was, I would be shocked if that's not an automatic for all four of us. Um, whew. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I guess I'm gonna have to agree with TJ. Like, oh shit, I I hate to. But, I know you do. I know it pains <laughs> you a lot. Like, I can't. I can't. 
marry Bruce Willis and live with him forever. <laughs> like that guy puts in no, no effort. Yeah. No effort at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I'm, I'm marrying uh, the Hulk, or Bruce Banner, especially Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner. Like he's really oh, I, sweet and kind of yeah. cheesy and aw shucks. Like I feel Bruce, like he'd, uh, Banner. he can pull off a like t-shirt he, jacket combo and he looks, he looks sharp. Yeah. I get that tweed t-shirt thing going on yeah. with like corduroys. Tweed shirt. Smart Hulk kind of looks like you and Gogs combined, so it works. Thanks. You know, like when he was, yeah, no, it's a compliment. <laughs> I think this is a total win. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is a complete win. <laughs> Time travel. <laughs> um, right turned to a baby, didn't it? It's <laughs> a, a pretty good joke. Sean, yeah, what, what like are you I gonna just, do? I, oh, sorry. Go yeah, ahead. I don't, no, like I, I don't, I don't know any other any other way to put it that makes any kind of sense. That's yeah, what she said. No, uh, it works for me. Sean, what do you think? Well, you got to marry Banner because you're not going to fuck somebody you're married to. And <laughs> he didn't he get AIDS given Rick Jones a blood transfusion when he got AIDS that one time or something? I don't remember, but you got to be careful with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I guess I'm, I'm going to fuck Springsteen. Wow. Well, he's kind of a comrade, right? And like, a Bruce's from New Jersey, I'd have to fuck. It would be him. And, oh, yeah, Willis is from Jersey, too, isn't he? Yeah, and honestly, Willis, like, like it pains me to watch him in anything. Like, I think I would enjoy, like, actually choking him to death. <laughs> like, oh, you're going to, like, really get in there and, like, do it with your hands. Oh, yeah, I'm going to come. <laughs> Almost. <Yeah. laughs> what the hell did we see him in? We did a sh- did we do a show with him? In- oh, was it Live Free or whatever the – last oh, die hard was that yeah oh, he was horrendous the russia the oh not live, live good free day die to hard die hard stuff. well and when y'all yeah. talked about glass too that was the main thing oh, yeah, like was oh he was here so for literally 10 minutes glass. and he doesn't give a shit at all yeah, yeah that, I, I wanted to like moony us down there <laughs> like just put on some tennis shoes and some sheets and get the fuck out of here i'm definitely killing willis and marrying banner and right. fucking springsteen nice. also born to run slaps like i don't no. care <laughs> And I'm it's, on fire. That whole that whole record slaps. TBH. It's it is. It's good. It's good music. Uh, Gogs, what do you think? I mean, I'm gonna echo TJ and Alec on this right. one. Uh, Bruce Springsteen is uh, a national travesty. Uh, we need to get <laughs> rid of him. National travesty. <laughs> he's not. He's not what this country's about at all. Even though he claims to be, and he can't. Like, if we're talking about fucking. Uh, What's his name? Eddie Vedder mumbling through songs. I mean, fucking th- th- this nincompoop. I don't fucking listen. Oh, to Bruce. okay. Bruce Damn. Springsteen fucking sucks. Look at that. Um, yeah, gonna marry, gonna marry Bruce Banner because you know he seems, especially in Banner mode, he seems pretty likable. And then you know, I'm used to dealing with pissing people off in my house to the point where things <laughs> are getting very angry, so I can <laughs> simmer that down. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll just. I'll so- gonna- Sun's getting real low, Liz. Sun's getting real low. <laughs> just, just rubbing her palm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I was just going to be plowing Bruce, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis, but the entire time I will be in full Hans Gruber regalia. Just it'll be, You mean a suit? Yeah, but, yeah, but with like, but but I'll be saying, you know, I'll have, a, I'll have a copy of Forbes, like, on his back reading it as it's going on, you know, with a very tiny pistol. It'll be fun. Are you gonna make him wear the the like wife beater and the the you know the oh the whole, yeah the, yeah the whole no uh, no jacket. socks the, the yeah. jeans the whole thing I'll make him clench his toes it'll be cut great. off feet 
How yeah. many Bruce Willis t-shirts just say World's Greatest Dad on them? <laughs> do you reckon? Oh, um... I'm like, thinking like 80%. Per- yeah, like, 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 like it is like, oh, he's probably, yeah, north of, north of 75. I feel like it's possible that everything that he uses says world's best with whatever uh, adjective is necessary, adjective or noun is necessary at the time. So it's like I could totally see that world's I mean, best fucking... harmonica player. Whenever he puts his harmonica to his mouth, he loves know? playing that fucking harmonica. Again, he's got three greatest hits albums. Look it up. Three, and, and, and three, three greatest ha- hits albums. Three heinous looking daughters. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't marry Willis because your kids will end up with horrific names too. Yeah, well, that's a rumor. Yeah. Oh, oh. To Kill a Mockingbird sucks. One of those daughters should have been named Boo Radley. Uh, great, great job on Fuck Mary Kill. Uh, three points for Alec, Goggs, and TJ. Four points for Sean because, I, I, as far as a vague idea is concerned, Bruce Springsteen is a national treasure. Oh, um, crazy. And I, uh, this I, I seems horribly I arbitrary. I, it's, like, also, it's like Billy on the street uh, scoring. Name yeah. a, oh, Name it's a totally woman. <laughs> For a dollar, would you fuck Paul Rudd? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and, I, and, and we could also spend the rest of the show talking about how all of Bruce Springsteen's sentiments are just neoliberal nonsense in the, in the grander scheme of things, but I don't want to do that. Um, so now we're going to uh, go on to round number two. Uh, which is, uh, let's talk about Bad Hat Harry. Do you guys have a vague idea about that? Yeah. What about it? Yeah, that uh, became a oh, production company out of this. Yeah, yeah it's the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? No. Oh. It's uh, not J.J. Abrams. It's a worse yeah, person. Abrams, bad I'll give you that much. Who's Bad Hat Harry? It's um, Brian Singer. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, God boy, fucking it. Oh, God damn, dude. You brought up <laughs> Brian Singer. Oof. Yeah. You do listen to the show a lot. We love <laughs> well, Brian. I, yeah, I had, to, I had to, you know, I had to back into it, no pun intended. So um, what, is the, what is the Jaws connection? I, I don't know. This his story. production company is Bad Hat Harry or some. Well, what is yeah, that? Yeah, Brian little, Singer's production company is Bad Hat Harry. That's right. That's a uh, Chiefy's line to Harry on the beach. Some, some bad hat. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that's okay. right. You don't go in the water much, do you, Chief? Yeah. We know all about you. Is this fucking saggy man tits? God damn, fucking singer's got to ruin everything. Like he, he shouldn't like anything that I like. Man. Like yeah, just just. Well, I mean, he can still like boys. I mean, I'm good with that. Yeah, well, are <laughs> you? It's 2020. What's that? No, I, mean, I like it, men, TJ. I want well, a big burly man. Yeah, yeah. That's he likes why. underage men. I don't. I don't want some like ghosty Dane DeHaan esque twink like shivering oh, up my hot tub. You I know, want Dane, a big, you know, Dane DeHaan got Dane DeHaan got run through. There's no way. <laughs> Look at you, America's beauty boy, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, do you think he got passed around? Mm. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, he's too pretty. Or, or Dane DeHaan. Both. No, Dane DeHaan did because he's a shit actor. Timothy Chalamet is a good actor, so he's probably fine. Mm. They like people's careers that keep going that are just awful. That's the explanation. But otherwise, Mm. it would explain. (laughs) It would explain Valerian. I mean, I don't think that it would. It would explain these etchings that I made. (laughs) Come on, don't you want to be the Omega Red (laughs) or the Acolyte Cortez? I don't know. I'm trying to like. 
yeah, so that's 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 the deal. Bad, bad hand Henry. And, is, and, uh, and with this, and with this, Nate decided to not bur- not put any links to his show on yeah. this episode. Yeah, I'm not, this, this episode's never never gonna be. No, no. Every time, every time a vague idea is mentioned, it's bleeped out. <laughs> it's gonna be like that fucking Jerry Lewis Nazi clown movie. It's gonna yeah. be up. The day the clown died. Yeah, the day the clown cried. Ten years from now. I can't wait to watch that. But yeah, the 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 Bad Hat Harry is a is a production company by uh, Brian Singer that that Oof. comes from that line on the beach where Oof. Martin Brody has the uh, septuagenarian swimmer who <laughs> has a bad hat and he's like, hey, why aren't you doing stuff in the water? And he's like, I'm terrified because I think we're gonna die because there's a yeah. shark and I'm also from the city. Uh, so great work. Uh, one point for Alec and TJ. Two points for Gogs and Sean. And we're going to play another game, if you're ready. We're going to play a game called Swimming with Bow-Legged Women. <laughs> but not <laughs> really. Two that says that. So the, uh, the, the premise behind this is that I'm going to uh, roll through each of you, uh, giving you a, a woman's name. And you have to tell me whether it's a real swimmer or it's somebody who is not a swimmer who I just kind of threw in. <laughs> All okay. right. I like All it. Right. Like a professional swimmer or they are capable of swimming? No, professional swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just someone who's buoyant. Okay. They, they've I actually... Feel like, I feel like most humans are capable of swimming, Gus. That, that, yeah, this is... It's, I don't know, you throw a I like, how, because, I like yeah. how you frame that, Gogs. It's not that they know how to swim, it's that they're capable of the act of swimming. Right. So it's not like you really, really like... It's even, it's even wider. Yeah, so Christopher Reeves is out. Other right. Than that. Like, yeah. I don't, and, and I don't want anybody to think that, that either a vague idea or a movie the podcast thinks that women can't swim as a group i'm saying well, sean, that like sean no, has said that several times in his reviews um, of films i'm just <laughs> talking this about movie is completely thing. unrealistic <laughs> that bitch swam <laughs> the, and and let it be known nate the only woman that's allowed in water on movie the podcast is rachel vise and mm, uh, and we, she better be eating something we've documented that several times for some reason I, that she is always like submerged in water point from nate for not saying only certain kinds of women can't swim on yeah. the show. Yeah. No, you didn't even have to do that. Why did you do that? <laughs> I think after this, we should ask if I'm they can drive. I, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, look, this isn't a show about the West Wing, so we're not going to talk yeah, about yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. that stuff. The, the vague idea of Saudi Arabia version. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so I'm just going to start. I'm going to start from the left on my screen. So TJ, number yes. one, is Katie Ledecky a uh, a a professional female swimmer or is uh, just anybody uh she is a professional female swimmer and i fucked her. okay i i believe one of those to be true come come um, town rules anytime yeah. you hear a woman's name you yell and you fucked her yeah she is she is a she is an olympic swimmer uh of, is she from baltimore oh let me know that's uh michael phelps <laughs> oh thanks guys <laughs> a, a man who is capable of swimming <laughs> Very capable, might I add. Yeah, he's pretty good. And he's doing, like, fat rips right before. She was born in D.C., so she might have oh, lived okay. around Close there. Enough. Um, Baltimore Jason. Yeah, the Beltway's the Beltway. Um, yeah. Alec. Alec. I love saying Alec the way that you guys say Alec on the show. Alec is, is the most fun name to yell. It it's really great. is. So, Alec, is, is Julie Strain a professional swimmer <laughs> or someone mm. else? I think that's someone else. Yeah, I don't think that's a professional swimmer. The name sounds familiar, but not from my swimming knowledge. 
Great. Well, I'm gonna name what she's from. I'm going for it. Julie Strain is the Harry Bush model that was married to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. guy. Married Julie to Kevin Strain Eastman. was from the heavy metal games. And yeah. Gogs, you watched that movie about uh, Andy Sedaris or whatever? Wasn't that? Oh no, no, but no. What's that guy's name? Oh, the Papatopoulos, the fucking Jim Wynorski. Andy Sedaris uh, was the other was the other guy that did all those I B thought, movies, I like thought, Hard Ticket yeah, to thought, Hawaii and a bunch of other shit. Well, Julie Strain's in a bunch of those. Yeah, she's, in, so, she's yeah. in some Jim Wynorski stuff too. He did yeah. Chopping Mall and all that shit. Yeah. So I was right. So I win. Yes. yes. Yeah. Very good. Yes. About, she, yes. She's more penthouse pet than swimmer. Um. All right, Sean. <laughs> Fanny Durack. Fanny Durack. Well, she's either a James Bond villain or. <laughs> A professional swimmer. I'm gonna go with swimmer because that doesn't sound like a name you just made up. I really wish I had. Um, yeah, she's an Australian swimmer. She was uh, she was swimming in the in the 19 teens. She was born in 1889. But yeah, Holy Fanny D- Fanny Dirac is a perfect James Bond girl name. Yeah, isn't Fanny like vagina in in British parlance? Yeah, it is. Yes, and, yeah, and yeah. in Auss- and in Aussie parlance. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Fanny right, pack dogs. is a lot funnier. Than, yeah. I got a fanny pack. <laughs> Shout out to Fanny Turok. <laughs> fanny Turok, the dinosaur, dinosaur hunter. hunter. Uh, yeah, Gogs. Uh, how about Gertrude Ederly? Swimmer or some other kind of lady? Oh, oh fuck. Gert Ederly? I feel like she's. That's such a weird. I'm going to go with Swimmer just because where are you getting that name from? Mm-hmm. I'm going with Swimmer. All right, very good. Yeah, she was the first woman to swim the English Channel. I thought she could be the first woman to swim. Oh shit! Write <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so there's two more, and and nobody's really passed, so there's not a lot of drama to this. But TJ, we're coming back to you. All uh, right. Wait, What's we could pass. <laughs> yeah, you could have passed if you didn't know. It's oh, smash shit. your pass rules. Damn. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you say the other name? Oh yeah, yeah. L- Lydia Dietz. Swimmer or not? No. Dude. Oh, why did you ask him that? That's what? so like that's the Beetlejuice chick. No, come on, dude. Lydia Dietz. How am I not going to get that? That's my first goth. That's my first first. That is so tough to say. First goth waifu right there. Should big Lydia. titty goth girlfriend. Well, sh- yeah, not so. Well, so now. well now. yeah, uh, Winona Ryder does have some big old titties. Speaking yeah. of Winona Ryder now, so uh, my wife and I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure last night to kind of ramp up to watching the new one. Um, to ramp up the, your sex life. Because yes. those, uh, those just think of my dick like it's a sexual. phone booth, baby. Nate, what's your, what number are you thinking of right now? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's something strange going down at the Circle K. But yeah, anyway. Uh, but speaking wait, of wait, wait, hold on. What did that? Ha- what did Winona Ryder have to do with that? Yeah, I cut so, him off. Yeah, Winona. So the the woman who plays Joan of Arc in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure looks yeah very it's much like from the Go Go's. Yeah, it's Janet Wheedlin. Is that the girl from the Go Go's? Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't know that. Or Jane Wheedlin, I think her name. Well, is. you know that Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder dated for yeah. like a long time. That must have okay. smelled good. That must have been wonderful looking sex. Yeah. Um, Alec, you get the last one, uh, unless you don't know. Uh, is Linda Carter a swimmer or not? Oh, come on. I'm pretty sure that's Wonder Woman, old yep. Wonder Woman. Yeah, she lives in Bethesda. You want to talk about but another Marilyn? Did she start as a swimmer? 
Not with them big ass titties. <laughs> Much drag. You ain't gonna swim with those <laughs> monsters. You gonna float, but you're not going over speed. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like Michael Phelps had to lop off his titties so he could be faster. So like, you know, you know. No, the weed did that. Oh, yeah. That's I think we, we must chop never off forget. A, he had to chop off one of his dicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just he just he just trimmed it back a little bit. He needed to be aerodynamic like a lobster. Yeah, they're that's what I think of. Aerodynamic. <laughs> that's why so many Lamborghinis are shaped like lobsters. You guys have never seen that meme where it's like it, lobsters are like the perfect aerodynamic. That's all they can do. <laughs> no, but now I want to. Oh, it's very deep. Look up, look up aerodynamic lobster meme. It's hilarious. I'm sorry I went too deep for you guys. <laughs> uh, problem I've never had at sex. <laughs> Uh, yeah, great job on uh, swimming with bow-legged women. Uh, two points for Alec and TJ. One point for Gogs and Sean. And uh, yeah, now for the makers of Pomme ou Pomme de Terre, it's La Chose Francaise Arbitraire. So Quint in this movie says that he's seen a shark eat a rocking chair <laughs> one time. And uh, what I'm asking each of you is, if you were a shark, what weird thing would you eat? Alec's ass. Nothing weird about that. Yeah, that's not weird. You said weird. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) And you you asked if I was a shark. I I thought you were just asking just yeah no just generally speaking yeah I I mean we all knew that um that's that's not necessary. I would I would eat an ATM machine. That's pretty weird. I like the I like the visual of a shark like flopping on the beach and just shooting hundred or twenties at. Why the fuck would an ATM machine be out in the ocean? Have you have you played that that game? There's a video game out now where you get to be a shark, and that's apparently like the entirety of the game. You just like just jump out of the water and ATM eat people. machines. Well, I would assume all those people in Atlantis would need some kind of banking system. Gogs, what's that movie called, or the right. game called Manhunter? You know what I'm talking about? Man Eater. Man Eater. Man Eater. Yeah, it just came out. Great song. It's a. It is a wonderful. <laughs> Whoa! Here she comes. Calling notes. Alec, what would yeah. you eat? Alec, what would you eat? Alec, you, um. Alec. Jeez, I don't. Ugh. Alex ass. <laughs> now that'd be weird. Mm. Alec would finally take our advice that we say at the end of every show and eat his own <laughs> ass. That's the Aroboros, man. That's that's how you know time. Oh, Sean is loves yeah, it. Sean loves that. Oh, stop. That's Sean's favorite thing. <laughs> Ouroboros. <laughs> Sean loves it. He does love Burroughs. That and uh, Fellini. Yeah. For a while there, we were trying to work in Fellini and Ouroboros in as many episodes as possible. Well, eight and a half starts with an Ouroboros, I guess. It kind of does, actually. Yeah. yeah I guess I, I would eat a Wi-Fi extender. So whenever I got near like a boat or shipwrecked people, their Wi-Fi would pick up. Oh, shit. And they'd get real excited, and then I'd eat them. Nice. And they'd be really unexcited. More people. Right. Yeah. That's smart. That's they get lazy and sloppy because uh... they'd be looking at their phones. That's way better than mine. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you become a, a swimming hotspot and then, yeah, just devour people. I mean, it, it tracks with the opening of uh, that awful shark movie, Deep Blue Sea, where everybody's <laughs> oh, out on God. a boat. Yeah. Uh, making Deepest, out bluest. Movie. My head is like a shark's fin. Uh, Shock, shocking that we haven't reviewed that movie. T- to be TBF did teach me how to make a good omelet, so yeah. Deep Blue Sea's in. <laughs> the key is the parrot. Uh, Sean, <laughs> what would you eat as a shark? Well, like a great white shark like Jaws. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a big shark. You're gonna eat okay, something well, weird. Well, then I can eat whatever I want. So I'm gonna eat like a Home Depot paint bucket full of cum, but not just like from one person, like from like every race and ethnicity 
and age above 18, just so it's this weird kind of, like, skim milk, but vaguely purple bucket inches. Uh, hi, Liz. Get it all out of my system. <laughs> Wait, so you're going like, to eat the future you have your speakers on, guys? No, shouldn't hear any of that. <laughs> Sorry, Nate. Say that again. I, I said. I, I said. Wait, you're going to eat the future liberals want? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The 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 Messiah cum shark is coming to the sea. <laughs> to the yeah. We have to harvest his belly of the the, the future cum. Yeah, that's going to be the future uh, access to healthcare. Is like, <laughs> yeah, we don't have birth control, but you can come in this shark's mouth if you want. I mean, talk, technically, if you're talking about KDs, if every sperm's a life, you're just going to be Durant. You'd be like going through. I was talking about kill death ratios. You were oh, talking okay. about like you're you're getting bodies on bodies on bodies on bodies that yeah. way. I like how they I like how they come had an age requirement. I thought that, yeah. that that's that's pretty that's pretty that's impressive. Very progressive of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's very progressive. <laughs> uh, dogs. dogs, what are you gonna what are you gonna eat know. if you're a shark? I mean, we've we've had some really excellent <laughs> answers uh thus far. I guess I would try and if I was a shark, I don't know if it's eating, but I would gnaw at what I only assume is that little point of land that's holding up Australia as a whole. <laughs> try and like nibble it away so then all of it teeters into the ocean. <laughs> Why do you hate Australia so much? I don't. I just want to just that way I can just I can have all of it. Like I can just the whole Sydney Opera House, the whole nine, everything. You're gonna eat it all. Just so you're just, you're just thinking mancha, it's gonna like mancha, it's gonna mancha. it's gonna tip like the Titanic going down, and yeah, everybody's just gonna slide into your eat, mouth. It's just you can tapered eat. in, and then, but then once it's on the bottom of the ocean, I can do as I please. Like I yeah, just, uh, can know, eat Tony Storm's ass. Right, like yeah. you name it, like you know, Samara weaving, like all all the hot ones, all Hugh the Hugh Jackman's ones. there too. Right, right, kangaroos, koala bears, wallabies. It's weird you go from hot women to kangaroos and wallabies. <laughs> These are the things I love. <laughs> and you want to eat? I like marsupials and sexy ladies. That's true. That is that is true. <laughs> Very on brand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great, great job. Unless shows Francais arbitraire. Two points for Alec. Four points for Gogs, three points for Sean, and one point for TJ. Yeah, my answer sucked. <laughs> well, you had and to go first. That was not my best. Yeah. Not my best work. So uh, before we get into the final topic, I wanted to. We brought this up already, but the uh, the Peter Benchley book of Jaws yes. is is notoriously pulpy and trashy. So if if we have any thoughts too, about right? that, let's talk about that for a second. Everyone think here- they should they should make a TV movie of it, like they did with The Shining, and just yeah. make the book. They Just were to see how shitty it would be. They were. Can we put somebody that. from Wings in it? <laughs> well, they were talking about that for a while because <laughs> there, there was a there was they made USA. I want to say it was USA. Might have been TBS. One of the cable networks. Like this is years ago. Before like, you know, like now all the cable networks are kind of respectable and have like okay shows. Even like the worst of them have like shows that are decent. But like, they made. I want to say it was USA. Made other peter benchley books into miniseries and i think roy schneider's in one of them there's one about like man sharks and the there's deep, one the deep is the one roy schneider's in it was out before this before jaws no yeah there's a, there's a tv wasn't movie. robert shaw in the deep yeah robert Ro- shaw was in the deep oh he was after that's, jaws. that's not what i'm talking about Sorry. there's a tv version and there, there's because i remember these there's one that's about like man sharks which is stupid as hell it's as dumb as it sounds then there's one about an octopus, I think. I read that's that the, one. That's that's the beast. That's the, the beast. beast. I've read that one. And it's but, got the guy from uh, the original CSI. 
Yes, yes, yes. But that William was from Manhunter. William Peterson, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that was on USA. And I think they were going, they were talking about making a Jaws adaptation like off of the book, which would have been bad. It would have been so bad. Be- it would have been like, it'd have been like what Sean said. Be- stuff. Like yeah. the, the Hooper having sex with uh, Brody's wife. Which is totally unnecessary and like doesn't really add anything to the story. Yeah, could you like, imagine if they had to wedge this weird side plot about infidelity into the middle of this movie or just like grind it to a halt? Yeah, thank God they looked at that and they were like, well, it's weird because Benchley like co-wrote the screenplay as well, so... He knew he was an idiot. I think even he realized he was like, yeah, this kind of sucks. I mean, that's the biggest that's the biggest thing that they took out of the book, from what I remember. I haven't read the book in years, but like there's, yeah, there's also a- like a mafia subplot. Oh, that's right, book, that's right. right. Forgot about that. But it's funny as as a uh, as a person that only reads books from movies and vice versa, I always got Peter Benchley and Peter Blatley confused. The the guy that wrote the, oh, for the Exorcist. Yeah, they and uh, Peter Blatley is a much better writer and director. Bless up, yes. uh, fucking Exorcist Three, and look like uh, Oscar Isaac, like Dead oh, Ringer yeah. for Oscar yeah. Isaac. It's fucking weird. Anybody who can do that, yeah, Th- those three things. I wish we could um, all put that on our resumes. But yeah, I read that book. I read the Jaws book a long time ago because I I don't know. Like I felt like I I've seen the movie so many times. It's like oh maybe the book's better, and it's one of the rare examples where that's not the case. Well, I think it's one of the things where it's the the book tries the book is too many things. Yes. And the movie is is so perfectly distilled and crystallized into this like okay, uh, fish out of water story followed by disaster fish. horror followed by male bonding. Fish. Yeah. And that's fish it. out of water story followed by a fish in the water story. And then uh, a man in a cage, <laughs> in the cage yeah. in the water. Yes. Shark is in the water. Our okay. shark. Though still, like the way that the way that Hooper sort of escapes in the in the film is is, I, it, I it's fine, but it also it's it's very it's very much a cheat, right? Yeah, You're just like okay, well he'll just be off screen and we'll assume that whatever. No but problem. But it's a it's a fine enough way to end the movie. Like if they yeah. did like a, a a Return of the King ending where it's like the movie went on for another twenty minutes where you see how he got rescued and all. It's like oh yeah, nobody no. needs, nobody well, I mean, needs that thing, shit. Right? Like Hooper swims down and hides, and then it's Bing Bang Boom after that. Next thing yeah. you know, Jaws is oh reach the back of the orca. Fucking people are getting eaten up. Like it's on. Like yeah. there's no. There's no downtime. In the book, Hooper dies. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, he, gets e- he gets eaten. Because he was sleeping with Brody's wife. Yeah. That's yeah. how you do your comeuppance in, in right. literature. Yeah. Ka- karmic justice from the mouths of sharks. <laughs> <laughs> that was the original tagline. Sharks like, this tastes like infidelity. Wasn't quite as punchy. <laughs> it's just, All it's right. a big metaphor. It's so, a metaphor? Uh, What's it a metaphor for, guys? Getting eaten for cheating on somebody's <laughs> wife. <laughs> uh, can I can I say one thing? But I, we seem to be kind of wrapping up. The the one thing. Anybody else? Was anybody else ever annoyed growing up as a kid when people yes. would refer to the? Sh- well, yeah. <laughs> but, but people would refer to the shark as Jaws. Right. I Instead of calling I, it Jaws's monster, like you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember yeah, being. The, I remember there's a Prometheus being, myth here that we're supposed to. <laughs> I was I was very whoa, young. Whoa, 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 dumb it down. <laughs> I was very young and very triggered when I used to hear people say, "Oh, it's Jaws." Like, no, the shark is not named fucking Jaws. Like, 
It's just like I mean, it people, may as well, it may as well be. It's just like when motherfuckers nowadays say the Watchmen. There aren't any characters named the fucking Watchmen in Watchmen. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't exist. Like I I'm hate sure that I call the shark Jaws now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a proposer when Jaws jumps out of the water. <laughs> oh yeah, they even say it that way in fucking No More Rats. Yeah, yeah. That's right. but I mean, you you guys have a long legacy of of how Kevin Smith is not the the source for nomenclature. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I will, I will give Kevin Smith credit because he made, like, back when Mallrats first came out, I remember feeling like, uh, like, I remember feeling kind of accomplished because I realized that all their names were about Jaws. Like, T.S. Yeah. and T.S. Quint. He's T.S. Quint Brody. Yeah. I even don't mind the scene in Chasing Amy where they do the recreation of, like, the scene in the Orchid of the Mess Galley where they showed each other's, like, sex scars. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. He used to be okay. Yeah, I still, he was, I he was still young and hungry, rats. and that, I still and that's think more all of them. Hearts is fun. You gotta you gotta respect the whale. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hartford, the whale, the whale, the whale. <laughs> Breakfast come and go, Renee. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's <laughs> like. <laughs> He's, he's got his Sega fucking CD or whatever. Fucking well, you, know, like, you know what really fucking bothered me about that scene, though, is he's playing, like, Sega sports hockey and not yeah. NHL like a sensible human being would. No, dude, the Sega sports hockeys weren't bad. They were pretty Yeah, good. but nobody played that shit. I had them. Okay. I had them. They weren't, I'm sorry, they, your childhood was terrible. No, dude, <laughs> like that and the sports talk football were pretty well, bad. Sports talk football was good. But Shout out to Everett's hockey. Nintendo 64, that shit was the notes. Yeah, sport, sports talk football was the source of whenever my friends and I would would play, like, touch or, or tackle scrimmage was like, okay, you drop Montana back to pass because that was the only phrase sports talk football <laughs> yeah, commercials yeah, ever said. It's great. Back it's beginning. To <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you have selected power drive. Why um, <laughs> though? When you were a kid and you heard that fucking thing talk, you were like, "Holy shit!" Get video games can talk. It's amazing. Oh, my dad took my dad bought a Genesis with Sports Talk Football '93 and took me out of school early, like somebody <laughs> died, so he could come home and show me the Browns kick it <laughs> on side. I mean, Alter, <laughs> Alter Beast had mind. talking in it for crying yeah. out loud. Not not on the cartridge though. Yeah, it did. On the yeah, Sega Genesis? But, rise from but, your grave. Yeah, but... <laughs> rise from your grave. No, but... <laughs> this had continuous, to an extent, talking. The, and if, you, like, you jump the snap, it'd be like the quarterback pitches to the linebacker. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Even, like, Konami games had, like... I remember, like, double dribble. was like... <laughs> remember that? Like, a, X-Men, yeah. welcome to die. Blades of Steel. Yeah. Blades of Steel was tremendous. It was the best. The Good LA game. Kings were the best team in that game. Well, I, I love the fucking Blades young. of Steel because, like, the punitive uh, measures that it was, like, if you lost the fight, you got a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, why isn't why aren't there any good uh, like arcade style hockey games anymore? Because the only thing you can buy is like EA shit. Oh, there's, there's one uh, weird that you mentioned. This I just bought called Super Blood Hockey. It's like oh. modeled after. Uh, like the the NH- no, the original ice hockey for Nintendo, but it's you're running this team of prisoners in this death league. It's really fun. <laughs> Great. Okay, <laughs> so I got to check that out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Let's go into let's go into the final topic. Uh, scores right now. It's a pretty pretty tight game. Sean has thirteen. Alec and Gogs have eleven, and TJ has nine. Damn it. Mm. 
And so we're going to the final mm. topic. So I'm just going to ask you all, do you have a vague idea about Matawan, New Jersey? Okay. Yeah, that's where the – back in like 1908 or whatever, the original story that was the basis for Jaws happened. You are Like correct. a shark <laughs> killed a guy in a boat and then like swam up a river and killed a bunch of people. No, dude. Matawan is what you are before you become a Jedi. Right. You have the little pigtail out the back no. of your – Matawan, New Jersey is a town in Wisconsin where you get framed for murder like all the time. Matawan, New Jersey is a town in Wisconsin. Correct. <laughs> and you can't watch WrestleMania ever. No. Oh no, you'll never is watch WrestleMania. You think I'll be out before WrestleMania? I don't I know. I guess that's it then. I no. guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Well, I guess that's it then. <laughs> did you, I, I didn't. Did, did I murder her? No. Is that guy still in jail? Uh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. He was made into a murderer. Yeah, I, I didn't watch the second season. I, did he get unmade in the second season? I don't think it was. Wasn't called unmaking a murderer. <laughs> Remaking a murderer. Yeah. yeah. Making. I we we cast Bruce Willis this time. He's yeah. here for five minutes. Oh my god. He's not interested in doing it Dude, at all. Bruce Willis is Stephen Avery. I'm there. <laughs> I'm so fucking there. Yeah. yeah. They vote about the same. It'd be fine. <laughs> um yeah matawan new jersey was the basis for the for the for the novel for the story uh all together so alec three points look at the two points brain on alec two points for the rest of y'all uh, so that means that uh we have uh winners and losers and as is a a weekly tradition on a vague idea um i will be sending a, a 72 pound bag of marbles to the winner uh oh, yeah. cash Ooh. on delivery um, so, Sean, you get those marbles. So we'll just have to Ooh, talk after the show. Business relationship together, and this is not rigged in any way. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. This is not written off by the LLC that we pass our income through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, speaking of prizes, Nate, did I ever tell you? Did I tell you on one of the Simpsons episodes that I was on that Gogs won a Simpsons trivia thing and won a year's supply of donuts? Oh no, shit! Did you really? Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah, you can you can finish the story, guys. It was uh, <laughs> I was coming, I was coming back from uh, I was on my lunch break Ooh. from my uh, I don't know if it was my job or my internship at that point. I was listening to ninety eight rock and they were having uh, Simpsons trivia and I called in. The question was, uh, who voiced Mo Sislak's girlfriend uh, on the episode where he had a lady friend, Helen, Helen Hunt. Hunt, and I knew it was Helen Hunt. I <laughs> yeah. called it in and they said, hey. Guess what? You're a winner. A winner is you. And you will be put into, well, they were doing these questions like every hour on the hour, and you'll be put into a drawing for the grand prize, which we're going to call at the end of the day. So, all right, neat. Um, 45 minutes later, I get a call back to say that you are the grand prize winner. There is a blizzard coming into the area, so we pulled it early. You got it. You have won. I got a Simpsons skateboard. I got Whoa. two dozen Simpsons mugs. I got a bunch of Simpsons Pez dispensers. I got a Sony VCR, and I got one year's supply of donuts all at once, which consisted of 52 <laughs> dozen donuts that were frozen and delivered on a pallet to my parents' house. <laughs> Holy shit. That's the yeah. best part of the story. <laughs> so they uh, – see, I'm so – I, I, I assume that year's supplies of things, they just they, – they meet them out because it makes them easier to write off. For, that for, would make more sense. But they're just like, no. here you go. Here's here's a year of donuts. Here's one dozen donuts. Here's a pallet of frozen donuts. Two 
dozen donuts. <laughs> Good luck. Like, what the fuck are you going to do with that? Uh, so, yeah, we just, like, yeah, we, you know, we handed them out to people, like, left, right, and center. Here's were, a frozen donut, you they, freak. We were very <laughs> mediocre at best. But yeah. Did, got, did, you, did you huck any of those frozen donuts at old people for kicks? No, we should have in retro. I should have just thrown them off a yeah. bridge, but no, it just like my, my, I think my mom. You would have been away. you would have been easy to find out. It's like that psycho that has yeah. a year supply of frozen donuts. donuts. I remember I got to go to dressed head to toe with Simpsons gear on a Simpsons skateboard carrying a VCR. <laughs> yeah, I got like a. I got to get. Uh, I got to go to TV Hill in Baltimore and pick up uh, all of my other ill-gotten gains. What do you do? Yeah, it was something wow. else. I mean, yeah. that's that's cool though. It's totally useless, but it's cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was I mean, I've never won any shit like that, and I always wanted to. I was, you know, I used to call in the radio all the time when I was younger, and it never I, just, I got lucky they picked up. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I guess that was a. I guess that was obscure enough. Right on. Well, well, gentlemen, thank you for doing the show. This this has oh, been a lot of you. fun. I'm glad we got to talk about a movie that's so good. So I think we should, in the tradition of your show, do five knuckle shuffles for Jaws. Oh, it's oh kind come of a on! Foregone conclusion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just want I want whoever to to make the sound. That, that you... Thank you. Yeah, I fucking love that sound. <laughs> All uh, right. So so Nate, how many? What's your your five knuckle shuffle score, dog? I mean, this is this is a ten easily. Like, there's yeah, no if it's way anything around under it a ten. You're going to get railroaded. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you you you'd have to be a monster. This movie isn't a ten. It's incredible, and it it's it gets better every time that I watch it, which is rare because there are a lot of movies I've seen a lot of times that I have a lot of affinity for, and this is one that I've probably seen it ten times. And on the tenth viewing, I was like, wait a minute, I this really tells me what it's a, what this is about being a man. And wait, why why don't movies do this anymore? Shouldn't all movies have this sort of depth of character and and uh, and connection? So yeah, it's a ten. Yeah, it's no. easy. They don't do, they don't make movies anymore. <laughs> not not <laughs> around really. Uh, and then you pass the mic to. Oh, I'll I'll pass I'll pass the mic to you, TJ. Oh shit, I'm me. Uh, it's a ten for me, dog. Obviously, it's one of the best movies ever made. It's like I said at the beginning of the show. I mean, it's a it's a classic for a reason. It uh. It, it is one of the movies that uh, ignited me into the insufferable film asshole that I am now. Um, so yeah, it's a 10 for me, dog. It's, it's, uh, it's perfect. I mean, it's, it's to, to steal a, a phrase that Sean says a lot on the show. It is the most perfect version sucks of fucks and it fucks where it sucks. I, I no, that's what he says. I say that. Gogs <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even know what we say. Uh, no, this is the most the show. This is the most perfect version of this story that you could have made. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing you could add. There's nothing you could take away. It's perfect. It's a, it's a perfect movie. So I, I love it. It's a ten, and I pass the mic to Sean. I mean, I liked it. I don't know if nice. I liked it as much as everybody else did. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if it's did you like as much because, as I like Repo Men. You know what? Maybe I think it's a thing. Maybe because you guys all watched it together or whatever, and I'm by myself. But I was really bored <laughs> through a lot of this movie. It's like it starts off kind of exciting, but then it's like it's just this guy. He's talking to his wife, and just, there's a lot of chatter in this movie. And like, if you're gonna do just like a cheap kind of schlocky horror movie, that's fine. Just put some gore in it. You know what I mean? Just make it kind of exciting and be out in 
80 minutes. I mean, two hours and 10 minutes. Jesus Christ. What is this, Lawrence of Arabia? I don't know. It's like a six. <laughs> yeah, we really should have you seen monster. Brody and his wife introduced <laughs> mid-coitus. That would have been a better no, movie. It's it's Jaws. It's the movie that's always my all-time favorite movie, except for whatever movie I saw that week was. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always hovering between number one and number three with uh, 2001. Right on. Oh. And then uh, pass the mic to Alec. Um, yeah, I like what Sean said. It's like a six. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this movie is this movie is tremendous. It's one of the best movies ever made. Um, and the fact that it's probably only the only reason it's one of the best movies ever made is because of an unwieldy shark prop is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a shark prop that's still actually for its appearances looks better than any other CG shark that's been in any movie I've seen. Yeah, it looks great. Hands down. It, oh, yeah, it, it does. Up, it looks fantastic. Like, it's Muppety a couple of times where you're like, eh, but it's never as bad as any of these other movies. Like, it's not no, Sharknado it's bad. We, it's not the Meg bad. It's not Deep Blue Sea bad. It's like... We, we touch well, on this a lot on the show. The Meg, Alec will get all upset. I we love talk, the Meg. We touch on this <laughs> a lot on the show, but like it looks better, right? Because it's real. Like it's yeah. actually there. It's like it, like there's something to be said for like props that you can actually hold and touch. Like there's a, a, a you know there's there's something to be said for that. Then you know CGI is always behind. Like it's always trying to fool you into thinking something's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're, yeah. And we're still, yeah. And, and who knows how many more years it's going to take. Uh, society will likely collapse before then. Oh, well, for us I'll to be super dead. Yeah. yeah. To get to a point where it's like, oh, th- I can't tell the difference. It's like, no, I can always tell the difference. And I'm always yeah. jarred by it. And then I just sort of retroactively have to go, oh, well, you know, uh, Kurt Russell didn't look too terrible just, de-aged in Guardians 2, I just I guess. feel like we've gotten to a point where we've, like, accepted it, but it still looks bad, like, in a lot of ways. Like, yeah. I mean, they've obviously... Like a lot of VFX looks great, but like it's still like yeah, just I'd rather have makeup in almost every case and props, props to props. Um, but yeah, I, I was like as I was watching it, I watched it like two weeks ago, and as I was watching it, I was reading just like a million things I could find on the internet about it, and I love like they spent all this time crafting these like three versions of the shark. Like, one with, like, people under it to prop it up, and one with, like, the left side cut out and the right side cut out. And they, like, put them in the water, and they immediately, like, sank to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> They're just like, fuck. Now what do we do? <laughs> right. Then he, like, teams of divers to, like, dredge them back up. Um, yeah, the only part in this movie that uh, I don't like is that the dog gets eaten by the shark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was that's a big... The, yeah, I don't care that all the people get eaten, like... Who cares? But like, when they shouldn't the have been there anyway. Eaten, yeah, <laughs> the dog gets eaten. I'm just like, come on. Um, but yeah, it's a ten. That I don't know what you call it—the push in, pull out scene on the beach, or oh, shot yeah. is like the greatest shot in the history of cinema. Oh yeah, which which is done. Um, so I, I was telling Sean uh, over text earlier this week. I, I watched uh, Under the Silver Lake. I don't know how everybody felt about it, but. There's a, a push and pull back shot in that um, when Andrew Garfield sees, I think he's in a nightmare maybe, but he's, he is witnessing uh, the girl that's disappeared, um, maybe like zombie eating mm-hmm. someone while her, her dog is dead. And it yeah. does that exact thing. I mean, that movie's great because it, it really does well, it's, cherish it's all like, of these film tropes and it, yeah, that, and it brings them in. That movie is all about like Hollywood 
basically yeah. it's like a whole weird like meta narrative on hollywood the movie's fantastic and then and we, we passed we, the, who's left oh who's Gogs. left yeah we passed the gods yeah so it's also a 10 i mean like it's right up there with q the winged it's right there with q the winged serpent like oh, it's two wonderful monster <laughs> movies same era um well, like that's correct so i mean you've got like that push and pull, that 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 pull out push in whatever the the that shot i mean it becomes so ubiquitous like you know throughout cinema it's in luigi's mansion for crying out loud like yeah there's like there's so many cool shots in this movie i talk about i think every time i watch every time i watch the movie the bit where he it's cross-cutting between brody watching the water and sitting on the beach like shots of brody shots of the water and it's cross-cut with people walking by i fucking love it i i, I fucking love it it's genius uh it's it's a tight narrative that's somehow it's two hours and change long and doesn't feel that way. Just broad, how's the narrative? <laughs> uh, I think that uh, I think I've probably seen this movie more than twenty times, probably more than thirty times. And every time I watch it, I pick up on something else I like, or some of the little nuance, or some of the little nod. It, it's it's beautiful. It's it's well written. It's well directed. Uh, the fact that it was made like to Alex point that it was born of a nightmare production, you know, makes it even, you know, better. And the fact that you don't like the fact that I guess they didn't want to show the shark so much, you get great shit. You get the three barrels out of that because they needed a way to say the sharks here, but without showing the shark. And it's so good. It's so good that I have a picture of it that TJ painted on my wall because it's like, it's just so definitive. Like it, it, or just so, well, it's, it's it's narratively Iconic. powerful. Like the 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 moment when those barrels all pop up, right? Yeah. And, and, or when they're all and, and you realize they're they're like, oh, boat. everything's fucked. <laughs> yeah. Or when they're going at the boat and then they go down, and he's yeah, like, yeah. and then you get so many great lines out of the movie, right? Like, I thought you'd be a smart, they're smart fish that are going on the boat. Like that gets used in like yeah. a lot of different ways. Um, and the fact that the, the most iconic line in the entire movie is ad-libbed. Yeah. Like, all of these things make Jaws, like, perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's, a it's, a, it's another one of these movies of that era with uh, the same sort of production team, creative team, where one of the most iconic lines is ad-libbed. Or iconic moments, right? Because Raiders, most iconic moment is him shooting the guy with the sword. Because he had diarrhea. And uh, Han Solo saying, I know to Leia because Harrison Ford was like, I'm not saying I love you too. That's, nah, that's not what Han Solo would say. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The, I, I legit you didn't, didn't know that. that. I didn't yeah, know that. line was, was supposed to be, I love you too. Oh, wow. Yeah, just, well, I know. And it's perfect. I know is a way better line. Oh, it's, it's perfect because it conveys everything. The, yeah. the look on his face, it conveys everything. You're going to need a bigger boat when fucking Brody just backs into the, he backs into the scene. Just shook. Yeah. It's, Great. What also is preceded by him going, maybe you should chum this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, it's I love Jaws. I, 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 in my in my five knuckle shovel review, I forgot to mention that I think Quint is like legit the best, maybe the best character ever in film. Like I find him like infinitely compelling. Like I don't know, there's yeah. something about Quint and Robert Shaw's performance that I think it's like honestly one of the best characters like ever created in in fiction like there's something about quint that just i don't know if you couldn't tell by as many times as i've drawn and painted the guy i find that character just 
fascinating. Like, oh, to, totally. To- I mean, that was I, I brought up the scene where he's standing on the bow of the boat with the with the harpoon gun crossing him, and he's got the sunset behind him, and he's bobbing. He's got this just just I don't I don't even know. It's it's almost like an ethereal smirk on his face. He's yeah, yeah. So happy to be where he is. He's in yeah. his. He is in heaven because I mean, he's hunting you, a shark. And it, and what I'm in love with him. What a more perfect introduction than the scratch on the chalkboards. Y'all know me. You know how I make my living. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he's boiling shark teeth in pots and pans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it does not get better than that fucking opening line of dialogue from Quint. Like, period. Yeah, he's awesome. It's kind of yeah, cool. Like, his son, Robert Shaw's son, is he does, like, uh, he basically does, like, Quint cosplay and does, like, a one-man show of, like, talking. He doesn't – he dresses up like Quint, but he – like, it's a one-man show, like, about his father. It's kind oh, of interesting. I've seen, like, clips of it online. But he looks – he looks just like his dad. It's wild. Like, when he dresses up like him, he looks exactly oh, like Oh, shit. Him. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him now. That's crazy. <laughs> he looks just like him. It's It's wild. Well, uh, I think oh, let's we'll wrap it up here. Um, uh, anything that anyone would like to plug? Uh, anything you want people to pay attention to? Anything that's going on? Um, Alex ass. <laughs> I would like oh. to plug Alex ass. It's already in. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, no, I, well, I don't. Well, this is this is going up this week. So I have a uh, uh, there's an auto bar <clears throat> raffle coming up uh, at the end of this month. No, end of October. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> I'm terrible at promoting. But you are uh, but, pr- participating in it. Yeah, I'm participating in it. A bunch of other actually good artists will be participating in it. It's uh, to raise money for the auto bar, which is obviously like every other venue in this country right now under some hard times. So uh, check it out. Uh, just like type in like save. October 17th. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. What's the event called? I think it's actually save, save. the auto bar. There you go. Uh, that's the only thing I want to promote besides obviously uh, if you're if you're a Nate listener and this is the first time you've checked out Movie the Podcast, to find us, you'd want to look up Molehole Radio because we are part of that channel, and it's it's all one big giant stream because I'm too stupid to know how to break them up into different categories. I don't know we're how to make flagship. Stuff. We're the flagship show. <laughs> I don't right, know how to make. We're not the black show, nor are we the wrestle dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how show. to make. I, I'm not. I don't know how to make separate RSS feeds. So sorry. Yeah, but you're you're uh, a hell of a network. It, it, yeah yeah we do we do good work and if you're a misfit podcast that can't find a a, a host i'm sure we'll we could help you out so <laughs> we're the island of misfit podcast alec anything you would like to plug um besides my butt no his own ass great <laughs> no i don't uh, i don't i don't have anything to plug okay sean anything to plug I feel like i'm forgetting something and you're gonna be mad so why don't you just tell me what we're supposed to be plugging no, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think. Okay, I mean, cool. We, we could just plug uh, Space that. Boy. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we make books that you can read. Yeah. If, I mean, you can I can't read, but. If you know. if, not people that have read, but people that are capable, capable of reading. reading. <laughs> yeah. Like nine people have read these books, but they're, yeah. they're really, really good. I will well, say. Alex, one of them. And uh, I've read the books. These uh read. and and nice these I did the Iggy. This year are pretty good. It's been a good year. <laughs> yeah, we won an award last year. Well, we yeah. didn't win it. Subterranean but, uh, by Sarah Colombo won an award. Yeah. She won best uh, best science fiction of 2019 for the uh, whatever it was indie book awards. Book, indie book awards. Um, awesome. And yeah, and this I mean this year we've had a, a pretty amazing lineup of books. Like we had Bill Brandon's uh, 
book about protests. We've got uh, a yeah, that guy from that guy from Weird Magazine reviewed it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, check it, check it out. Space Boy Books. Gogs, anything you want to plug? I'm doing a tight five at Shucky's uh, <laughs> over the weekend. No. Yeah, you, uh, got, you keep you keep doing that tight five like every week and it just <laughs> doesn't get any tighter. No, it nope, gets looser and looser. <laughs> no, nope, only uh, thing getting tighter is your belt, son. <laughs> no doubt. I just get I gotta buy fatter belts. Uh, <laughs> At some point, no, Gogs, just... Gogs is going to launch his Twitch channel that I'm going to I'm going to produce because I I desperately like I as as someone that's a late adopter to Twitch like watching Twitch I feel like Gogs's like personality would be so good on that platform. His, his like... Twitch channel should be nothing but him playing Baku Baku on Sega CD, <laughs> or, uh, Sega Saturn, showing his feet. Yes. I, would, I, I would love it. I, one of these days, we're going to have a molehole Twitch channel. It'll just be Gogs playing video games. Just jacking it. No. Well, he's, well, he's also no, watching. That's TOS, dude. You can't jack it. And watching a movie. Oh, yeah. yeah you got to send, send bathwater after the fact, I think, if you're going to be a yeah. Twitch person. Yeah, I, yeah. You know what? I don't bathe, but I'll try and figure it Gogs out. Gogs is going to be the new Bella, Bella Daphne or whatever that girl's name is. Mm. Well, uh, thank thank you all for doing this. This this was oh, a lot you. of fun. It's uh, nice. Always yeah, li- fun. Listeners, if if you like this show, a vague idea, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. That would be great. Uh, we'd appreciate it. You can check out our social media stuff. We're on Instagram at a vague idea podcast, on Twitter at a vague idea pod, and on Facebook at the a vague idea podcast online group thing, where you can play Pomu Pom to tear online pretty much every week. Um, and you should really check out Movie the Podcast and everything else that's on moleholeradio.com because these guys are uh, just a barrel of fun and they are extremely insightful. Uh, whether this episode, <laughs> yeah, that's what not. we are. But, <laughs> we uh, certainly are. If the movie think, has tits, he'll you know about it. <laughs> I, think, I think he I think... meant to. He meant to say insightful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. We are definitely the keynoest of, of movie podcasts. I feel like last week, uh, Hitman got a three-point bump because it had two tits and a vagina in it. So clearly, we're on, we're on that, uh, that, that extra level of film criticism. That, that that few ever get to we're at the That's yeah weird. we're just like whatever that pitchfork for movies was before it closed whatever that website was called oh yeah. What's that called? i think it's i mean i think i think what what you do though is is you really you know what you like and why and you can you can articulate it which is more than some other movie podcasts i've listened to that are that are prominent can do yeah we're talking to you, you don't, how did you're this not, get made you're not tra- yeah go fuck <laughs> yeah. yourself red letter media Oh, Unless yeah. you guys want to do crossover episodes with a vague idea, in which case, just don't oh, yeah. worry about what Eat they're Eat a dick, Siskel uh, and Ebert. <laughs> yeah. They're both dead. That's fine. Yeah, uh, that's fine. Eat uh, a dick, oh, I mean, the estates of oh, Siskel and Ebert. Roger Ebert, Ebert couldn't, he couldn't even eat the dick when he was alive because his jaw was all oh, weird. Oh, yeah. oh, oh that, I knew it was coming. Oh, I knew it was coming. Oh, no, but I mean, I, but, but in all seriousness, I mean, you really, you, you all do really talk about film in an interesting way that's that's why i listen every week because it's i mean one it's fun to hang out with you as, as it has been this evening but like yeah. i you mix the humor you mix the fact that it's like well yeah there's always something we're looking for in a movie so yeah if there's yeah. boobs in the movie great that that is a plus well, but yeah, it's also I mean, but it's not it. like you're just saying like oh well there's no boobs this movie's bad and it's like no you'll, well, no, you'll and, go through and, and say well no this this adaptation of pride and prejudice is shitty because 
they don't have a concept of how to shoot the movie. Well, like I that, think that we, we have given points for movies being in focus, so we're not like the harshest <laughs> of critics sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think like the thing is like even when we we, we focus on the, the boobs, it's because the movie is so bad. We're just trying to grasp at anything to try to be somewhat positive about the movie. We're always trying to grasp at boobs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. So, anyway. So, we, we're highbrow. All... <laughs> we're highbrow. Oh, I'm very highbrow. Yeah. <laughs> So, so we've all had a vague idea about Jaws, and that's a good thing. Say something funny, like Bucka Bucka or Wizzle Wuzzle. Is that what passes for comedy? Wizzle Wuzzle? A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Rigolia, Shannon Page, and sometimes John Perros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Rokowski. You can find Space Boy books at readspaceboy.com.